Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today, it's episode three, or sorry, 804, and I've got as a, a guest my business partner, Joy Flukiger. Joy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Glad you to bet. be here. Yeah, I'm excited actually about our topic today. Uh-huh. Because there's so much change in the world since COVID right. and so much remote work and entrepreneurship and businesses. And I want to talk particularly from the female perspective, woman's perspective. You have decades of experience as an entrepreneur, as a contractor, as a all kinds of different businesses you've started and been in. And so I'd just like yeah. to talk about that today. That'd be great. It's a fun topic. And, you know, with people still in 2023, late 2023, not wanting to go back to the office, um, you know, that trend or that, that, you know, when the pandemic hit in 2020, you know, people, they just, they don't want to go back to the office. They got used to being at home. They got used to having their own schedule. They got their work done. So let's not assume that people were just sitting around eating bonbons all day. They got their work done, but they like the freedom and the flexibility that comes with working at home or working on your own without having to go into an office. So that trend is still trending. People don't want to go back and companies are now looking at, do we have to force people to go back to the office? You know, some jobs obviously lend itself to you have to be somewhere. It's a factory, you're manufacturing something, you're building something, you have to be where the stuff is. You can't build a house from your own house, right? You got to be on the job site. <clears throat> so there are obviously careers and jobs that lend itself towards that. But if people are looking for something different, mostly at home, and a lot of women are looking for that to replace their income. They have a job with the government, with the IRS, with whoever it is, and they want to replace that income and work from home. Or if, if even if it's not just from home, but work on their own, create their own business, that's a trend that's still trending today, 2023, late 2023. So I'm it. curious, you know, we talk a lot about that. And because yeah. we're in the personal development business and we talk mm -hmm. about your ultimate life and all that stuff, is it really possible for anyone that really wants to to work on their own? Or is that just a dream for a few people, if you're lucky and if you have the right kind of support and all that stuff? Can anybody really do that? Well, I think the answer is yes and no. Because, you know, you do need some characteristics and some things that would allow you to thrive in that type of environment. You know, if you're the type of person that um, maybe doesn't like to do certain things, you don't like to go get clients, you don't like to go put yourself out there, you don't want to network, you don't, don't, don't. If that's if that column is very large, then what, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, the, they're not going to come knocking on your door. So there are things that you have to do to go get 
you have to go get them and bring them to you. Now, that isn't hard, but it does take effort and action steps. So in the one hand, yes, anybody can do it. You have to have the right attitude, mindset, and you have to want to do it. You have to want to do the work. And on the other hand, if that's not you, and if you really do just want to go in Monday, come out Friday, live for the weekend, that's your choice as well. But yes, it is open to everybody. What what are the characteristics? Like you said, there's certain characteristics that you have to have. And you talked a little bit about some, but if as you reflect back, because uh, I'm really interested in your personal journey. I mean, yeah. yes, we're married, and yes, I know you really well, but you have been an, had an amazing variety of things oh, that yeah. you've done. And yeah. I want to know what are the characteristics that you mentioned well, <laughs> that yeah. are required to do yeah. that? Well, I'll say one of the things that, you know, I didn't want to do. So I, I didn't want to be, I never have been this person. I've never been the person who you get up, you got this job and you work on that job for 30 years. I know many people who've done that. I have never been that person. I, I, I don't know why. I just have never been that person. You know, the idea of working some, some place, some job, going into the same office for 20 years for me, that's like a prison sentence. It's just, it's not who I am. And I know that. And I knew that from a very young age. That's why I experimented and did lots of different things. I traveled to different places to try this and to try that. You know, I was a bit of a nomad, I guess. I wanted to be in different places. And, you know, I spent X number of time here and then I wanted to move on. But that's, but I wanted to do that. I wasn't forced to. Nobody said, gee, you know, okay, Joy, I'm to move on. You know, nobody said that. I, But that was who I am, and I still am, and those are the things that I like to do. So, for example, when I was young, very young, so I took skating and dancing lessons from a very early age, like age four, I learned to skate, to figure skate. And when I was in my early teens, I thought, hey, you know what? It would be fun because I'm really good at it, wouldn't it be fun to teach young kids how to do that? And so I went and got a certification in figure skating coaching at, I don't know how old, I think I was like 17, something, you know, to be able to coach other kids how to skate. Um, And then from there, I thought, well, gee, it would be kind of fun to Canadian Figure Skating Association, I went to workshops on how to become a judge. I didn't pursue that because I was a little bit, you know, I mean, there's a double-edged sword about being this type of person is that, you know, I've got a lot of things that I want to do. And so we can get, we, people like me can tend, and I'm sure some of your listeners will, you know, will identify that we can get bored easily. So we have to have things that keep our interest for the long term. And so while this did keep my interest for the long term, I was also looking then at other things that I could do. So that's where I first started off. It was actually, I think, probably even in high school, where, um, you know, teaching diving, teach not swimming, but teaching people how to dive, and then teaching kids how to figure skate. And then I went through like, 
teaching at the YMCA. And a lot of these, they weren't paid positions, but they were volunteer positions. Because at that time, with the Canadian Figure Skating Association, if you accepted money or skates or gear, you were considered a professional, and that would bar you from any type of um, competition if you wanted to retain your amateur status and, and um, you know, enroll in competition. So I chose then to not become professional, but did a lot of this volunteer stuff. There came a time when I was paid to teach kids how to figure skate, but that, you know, this, that pre, this predates that. This is more like, you know, after high school, teenage years kind of thing. So that's where it really started off as, yeah, I like doing what I want. I like figuring out different things, trying new things and making money at it. Um, you know, the story of when I was in university, because I studied physical education and then design, um, I funded my entire year of university one year by silk painting. <laughs> so I created silk painting, like my own original silk painting designs, because I learned at the Alberta College of Art how to do the traditional Japanese kimono painting from making our own stencils out of imported mulberry paper from Japan to using the specific dyes. And it's it's very complicated process. But then I was approached by a friend of mine who was an event planner. She was planning a large event, a conference in Edmonton. And she said, you know, we need some kind of gift, uh, you know, to give like sort of the swag bag. And she said, gee, I like these scarves that you create. Maybe you could create 200 of them. I'm like, 200? So that was, you know, more than what I had been used to doing, like one here, one there, sell a few. But I had to do 200. And so I had a bit of an assembly line. You know, my friend, you know, Linda, she helped. My mom helped. My dad helped. Like we were all sort of this assembly line of doing this. And it's a, it's, Silk painting, the traditional Japanese kimono way, is very laborious. It includes, you know, having clean newsprint, steaming your silk. I mean, it's a long process. So to do, you know, like 200 scarves, yeah, it was quite a bit. And, you know, you, it's not a local shop that you can just go down and get supplies. They're imported from Japan. Um, there's a place that's in Vancouver uh, that sells all this stuff. They're still in business today. So, you, you know, so you have to find these supplies. Of course, now with Amazon and that, I'm sure you can find them a lot easier. But that was another thing that funded my entire year of university, paid for my tuition, paid for my books, paid for, you know, so it paid for all of this. And I was really grateful because I thought, wow, I could do this. Now, what, here's the thing. This is what sparked that idea to do this. Prior to this, I had gotten a job at Disney World in Florida, in one of, you know, one of, in the Epcot Center, and so one of the shops. The beauty is that we got to move around to different pavilions. You didn't have to stay in the same one. So I, well, I think this was the Canada Pavilion. There was a lady, you know, because we would buy, you know, art, you know, um, custom artwork from these artists, and one of them was a silk painter. I thought, that's so cool. I bet I could do that. Of course, I mean, I in Florida, I didn't have any kind of setup to do that. But when I got home, I thought, I'm going to learn how to do that. That was really cool. I'd like to make my own clothing and, you know, make all these beautiful kind of scarves and jewelry and that. So I signed up for a course at the U University of Alberta. Then I studied under a master kimono painter from Japan at the Alberta College of Art. He was like, you know, lived in Kyoto for all these years. And I mean, so 
getting the type of training required was a key step because this isn't something that you can just a DIY. I mean, probably today you can watch some YouTube videos, but getting that hands-on instruction intense was really important. You know, so when I look at the progression of when I was, you know, teenager to now, that's what I've done. Now, some people would say, yeah, but you know, what about a career? I've done those things too. I was a uh, project manager professional. I went to college to get the certifications for those things. So it's not that I didn't do that, but I just, you know, I identified with that type of artistic, that whole vein of things of a non-traditional route. So I want to ask a question here. We're talking about characteristics and you described yeah. in great detail, and that was great how you did now you covered a bunch of things skating mm -hmm. teaching skating then you yep. decided to go to disney world oh okay and yeah you know you, you just figured like that. out and yeah. you figured out how to do that and so you're down there for a year or two and then yep. you came back and decided to learn how to do this silk painting and the characteristic that i'm hearing over and over in it again is i thought of it i said what if i could do that right. and then i took the steps to go figure out how to do that exactly so that is ideation yeah. and figuring out how to make something happen and then moving into that universe. What That's else? Still what they... people do today. People still what do that the... today. All right. Well, so what are the characteristics besides, or maybe there's none, maybe that's it, just decisiveness and doing it. And you left out a ton of things that you've done since then. You said from teenage to now. Yeah. And you've done, I know, at least 10 or 15 other things. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's more than that. Is well, I have it? a bucket list of things that I want to do, so I'm still checking them off at, you know, what, I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, you, you do it until you don't do it anymore. But there's one, there's one point that I also wanted to make is, you know, so, you know, back in the day when, you know, you're pursuing these things, um, I did a lot of work, you know, I did a lot of office work, you know, I had different, you know, progression of jobs but they were, you know, temp jobs. And I did that on purpose. I didn't want a full-time job. Now there was a time when I decided I did want a full-time job and I went and got a full-time job and I worked, you know, for like 10 years at this full-time job with, you know, in, in project management, first graphic design. Then I moved into project management and that was because I wanted to buy a house. And so, you know, you had to have some type of stability or some type of stable income that the bank would say, yeah, we'll give her money <laughs> to buy a house. And, you know, so I, so I did that, but I wanted to do that. But the other thing is, um, you know, while I was in my phase of, you know, like I worked a series of temp jobs with agencies, I was, you know, a couple of agencies. I mean, I knew these women, you know, who would post you in different jobs very well, and they knew me very well. And often, you know, many jobs I was requested back and back because they liked me, whatever job I was at construction company or you know but others were duds <laughs> others were you know round hole in a square peg if that's the analogy and I just didn't fit so there was a big clash between us and some of those places I thought there's no amount of money that you could pay me that I would work with this set of people you know that very regimental and just very like just like total opposites and I thought there's just I cannot work with these people and the flexibility of having these temp jobs was that I didn't have to I can just call up and say you know what not working out thanks 
and do it in such a way that I don't make the temp agency mad either, right? And so, you know, you you gain a, a following, as it were. Like today, you'd have social, you know, you'd have you'd be like an influencer and you'd have followers. Back in the day, I had employers who said, we want her. Um, but the interesting thing, too, though, is that, uh, you know, maybe family members, maybe other people out there, people that I worked with, they'd say, well... Like, don't you want like a like a real job or but anyway there was a time like you know and and we know this person and you know said you know i'm some low level nothing because i you know whatever i wasn't a you know a top shot shot what is the word top dog lawyer i wasn't a this well i didn't want to be that i didn't want to be that and you know we surround ourselves and i surround myself with people who aren't that they're entrepreneurs you know, and, you know, years ago, if you said you were, what, why don't you get, aren't you going to get like a real job? I mean, I heard that law, I mean, over and over and over again from people. It's like, well, I have a real job. It may not look like your job, but what I'm doing is real. I'm getting paid for it. I love what I'm doing. I can take off tomorrow and fly to Hawaii or fly to Europe and it's okay. I'm okay with that. But I didn't fit into that paradigm or that box that was acceptable then because you know i mean even as early as cal in 2007 2008 you know i think you had some family members who said uh aren't you gonna get a job like what are you doing like you quit and it's like <gasps> you know it well was i have a like question so what strange, is the courage right? so, so i hear you say that and you you were doing what you wanted that's clear what is the mindset because so much there's so much that drives the real job conversation that if you don't have that you're going to be okay be hungry dive under die under a bridge or whatever it is you're gonna you're gonna suck or fail or whatever what is the mindset work or the mindset that you need to have to believe that I don't know exactly what's going to happen but what I do know is I can figure it out. I can make this work. Yeah. I can I can go down that road and do something so that uh -huh. the pieces fit and I'm not afraid. Because one common theme all the way through this is you say, well, I did this and I did this and I did it all on purpose. But mm -hmm. someone who is in the mindset of I got to have a job because of the stability or the predictability or anything else, right. which Health is a insurance. myth anyway. Well, yeah. it's a myth anyway, because no company is loyal anyway. But what is the yeah. mindset? What is the courage that it takes to just know that you can figure it out? Well, so, you know, what I think, you know, I don't know if there's a formula or ingredients, but you have to have confidence, you know, confidence in yourself and, and, a de and if you're not confident, get confidence, <laughs> hire a coach, find someone who can help you to overcome that, to get into that mindset that I can do this, you know, confidence is key. Because if you're not confident, it's going to be really difficult to convince somebody else to take a chance on you or to buy whatever it is you're selling if you don't, in your heart of hearts, believe that it's going to make a difference for them. Whether it's skincare or some kind of tchotchke that you create, you know, that person has to see that, yeah, that's going to work for me. Um, you know, at the simplest level, 
people would do things like crafty kind of stuff. Now, this isn't just, you know, your basic, you know, wrap some beeswax around a wick and then sell that for 20 bucks. That's not going to cut it today because the level of expertise and the level of skill that people are showcasing, whatever it is they're selling is very high today. And often you'll see people specializing in one area. Maybe you're really good at making soaps or maybe you're really good at making skincare products or sewing or making patches. For I mean, there's a, as many people as on the planet are things that you can do. Did you know that people actually make handbags out of those little tabs on, on cans, like pop cans, soda cans? And, um, you know, at, in, when I was at a flea market in San Miguel de Allende in Mexico it's a very hard little place to get to there's a very large art slash flea market and they have these gorgeous handbags made out of these pop can tin tabs and you know from pesos to U.S. dollars even some of these little bags are two three four five hundred dollars and up but it's the labor involved so I mean seriously you're making a handbag out of a, a tab. I mean, that's just like, it blew my mind when I saw that. But I thought, how clever, right? But a beautiful, I thought, I have to, I got to get me one of these because it's so different. I mean, going through a metal detector or whatever in the airport is going to be a nightmare, but that's okay. You know, so those types of things that aid the confidence. And you have to be curious too. I think a characteristic of being curious about things like, what if, I wonder... Every person who's ever created something that now we know is big time entrepreneurs have that kind of vision and, and they dream. You know, some people say, well, I dream in color. I dream in color. You know, what are the possibilities? Um, you see beauty all around you. And so that A, confidence, B, be inspired by everything around you and trying different things out. You know, most of us have a list of things that we'd like to do or some hobbies. Maybe some people don't. I've got tons of them. And, you know, start investigating, start going. So here's a good place to go. You guys want to go somewhere. If you want to check trend, Pinterest is like huge, right? Like 80% of people on Pinterest out of the 465 million users a month, 80% of those people are women. Now they're all looking for stuff. And when you look at the top trends on Pinterest, so you go to trends.pinterest.com and you can see what the top trends are. Women love nails, you know, so anything to do with nail art, all that, you know, fall fashion, home decor, self-care. Those are all top trends on Pinterest. Maybe you have an interest in some of those things. Maybe you can offer something for someone else that would be a benefit to them just by checking out the trends. You know, I like to sell stuff. I've got an Etsy store. I've got an eBay store. I'm always looking at what are the trends coming up because they change throughout the year, right? So if you're, you know, so curiosity, confidence, um, a dreamer, you know, and when you're in school, sometimes little kids, it's like, oh, she's a dreamer. Or he's a dreamer. That's a good thing today, right? It's like we want dreamers because those are the people who are going to create these fantastic things that will save our environment and planet and do all the good things that we want. So we want dreamers. We want people who are inspired by other people and just, you know, hang out with other people like yourself. You know, join a meetup group if you like to go hiking or join join different groups. Meetups aren't 
I don't think people charge, not that I know of, to things. Take a couple of local classes. But you got to start somewhere. And most people, you know, if you're young, if you're the 18 to 24-year-olds, you're just figuring stuff out. You want to be a YouTube star, but then you're going to have to learn how to do video editing. You know, so you have to start where you are. Have con gain the con. If you don't have the confidence, you got to gain the confidence. Be inspired. Be a dreamer. And just experiment. Do you think, uh, I'm going to bring it now for the last segment here, I want to bring it to 2023. So you've gone right. through, and I know you've only listed a fraction of the things you've done. So a listeners fraction. understand that there's yeah. at least 10 or 15 more entirely different things that she, the joy has done. But it's all stems from what she said. She had some confidence, had some curiosity. Yeah. She either knew how to do something or said, I'm going to figure that out. One of the things Absolutely. I know from her that I say, that I hear all the time from her is, gee, I could do that. And it's I so much that. so I've that always I always said that. <laughs> I, yeah. I say to her, I don't care. Just because you can doesn't mean you you should, because she's also an integral exactly. part of the back end of our business, like this podcast yeah. and our LA Talk radio show and the challenges that we hold and so forth. Yeah. So, because we are committed to helping you mm -hmm. learn to build your ultimate yeah. life. And for her, this was a hundred different entrepreneurial adventures, which she's turned into. Some most of them were successful. Some of them she just quit, but th there are many that she has done. So if you bring it into today, twenty twenty three, post pandemic, maybe some people have responsibilities. One of the things I hear is I don't have time, and oh, I got too many responsibilities, so I can't X Y Z. Yeah. So could if be. you find you can't just go do something all yeah. in, and you've got family or kids or you've got other responsibilities. What are the things that uh, a 35 year old woman right now, today in 2023, who has curiosity? Woman. Yeah. 20, 25, yeah. 30, 35. Those are starting. Yeah. You know, that, that they need to do or could do right now, even if they have a job, even if they have other things yeah. to start on the road of curiosity, exploration, expansion, and the idea of I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. Tell us so that. when I so one of the responsibilities I had when I was a project manager was to um, create websites. So and I mean, I have background and training in that. So it's not like it was completely out of my wheelhouse. I had a my job, you know, one of my responsibilities was, you know, create these websites. Within that, I got to hire who I wanted. I got to use the programs that I wanted. But this was in my paid job. And so I went and did that for other people outside of my full-time job. You know, I learned these skills that I was taught through my job. And then I was able to use those skills and make money on the side. It was a side hustle. Um, maybe you have a job that also has to do with writing or some type of creative vein go on you can go on upwork and create your profile i can help you with that because i i've done that i know how to do that because i'm on upwork as well or fiverr and you can start marketing yourself by doing the things that you're already getting paid for in your job and then transferring those skills to do something that maybe you want to branch out and work on that's probably the easiest way to get started is to already if you're doing something that hopefully you like some part of your job but you're probably not making as much as you would like to then take that offline go on a platform like upwork 
or maybe you can teach something, you can uh, create that on Udemy, but there are things that you can get started now. AI is a great tool to use. We're going to have a whole section, one of our episodes devoted to AI and how it can help you in your business, creating a business, marketing your business, and getting you a framework and a structure so that you can start making money doing whatever it is that you want. So I think that'll be a key for, for people coming up. As a, as a final sort of thought before we're done, uh, I want to address the issue that it come up for a lot of people that so yeah, 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 that's good for joy or some other person, but me, I can't because, and then they have a long list of becauses. I, I want you just to offer a hopeful, encouraging thought, whatever you think, to to address the idea that it's okay for somebody else, but not for me. Well, you know, we're individuals. So, you know, I, so for example, like, you know, I love to cook. I don't create a lot of my own recipes. You know, I, I look for other people's like, so I, I watch cooking shows. I love watching the master chefs, whether it's UK, USA, Australia, and the creativity that those people bring into their work is like mind blowing. I'm thinking, where did they learn? Like, where did they come up with that? So that was an interest, a skill that they had that they've decided to develop and go for it. Like people going on these shows, I know one of the winners from MasterChef USA, Claudia, and, you know, she had a job, a full-time job. She had a single parent and she was doing work like uh, uh, on her own, like uh, social media management, that sort of vein, but she loved to cook. I didn't know that at the time. And then she... She auditioned for Master Chef, and she won the darn thing. And so now she has, um, she's been on certain shows on the Food Channel, Food Network, and so she she took that 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 thing of maybe I don't know. I mean, talk about going for it because I mean, you know, they humiliate you on these shows too. I mean, Gordon Ramsay on there, he spits food out, and he says he wouldn't feed it to his dog and all this stuff. So you gotta have a pretty tough skin to go on something like that. Now you don't have to do something as dramatic as that, but if you're thinking, so here's the thing, right? This is sort of that that old adage, those cliches. If you think you can't, you can't. If you think you can, you can. You know, doing it in a safe environment, maybe going to a farmer's market or a flea market or on Etsy or in some platform, doing things for free to see if people, you know, are going to bite. But the only way, the only way you're going to get to know or figure it out is if you try it, because if you don't try it, you're right, you won't be able to do it. Um, there's lots of things that I'm thinking, yeah, I should have done that, you know, oops, but you can't look back. You have to look forward. So again, when it comes back to those characteristics of having confidence, believing that you can do it and, and, but if you have that desire, like if you really thinking to yourself that I really want to do this, I know I want to do something. I don't know what it is yet. Maybe I can't do stuff that she does or he does. But in my own world, I have this. So here's the thing that I'm going to give you to do. Make a list, <clears throat> excuse me, an exhaustive list of everything you do, everything you'd like to do, everything you want to do, and your hairy pond water, wa water, want of what your dream would be. Maybe you like to cook. Maybe you like to teach. Maybe you like to 
help little animals. Maybe you like to bake, whatever it is. And it just can't be related to what your job is. That's just one component of it. Because often we have jobs and we don't really like what we're doing. That's why we're looking to do something else. So make an exhaustive list of all the things you like to do, all the things that you think would be cool to try and do. Make that list. Look at it. Examine it and say, yeah, you know, maybe I don't want to be an Olympic figure skater. Okay, cross that off the list, right? Because there's a whole bunch of things that you have to do. But you can create your so-called bucket list and start checking them off. I'll give you an example. There was a lady on MasterChef because I'm watching some replays. And she said she pulled out a piece of paper from her pocket and she said, on my bucket list is to be, you know, get a white apron on MasterChef. She did. She achieved that. She checked that off. So you out there, you have a list or create a list of things that you want to do, that you'd like to do, that would be your dream to do, if only X. So put the if only X aside. Forget about that. You've got a Harry Potter wand, remember? Use it and create that. And then you can start to take a look at and say, hmm, out of all these things, what should I try first? What would be the easiest win for you to try? And then you just start to drill down your list so it starts to shrink and you get more, I'll use that C word, clarity in figuring out what you might want to do. And it's a Good. test, it's experiments. You know, you could, you, and here's the, here's the fun thing. You can pivot anytime. You can say, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. It's too hard. It's too whatever, you know, and you can pivot. We'll talk right, about we're gonna the next have you, parts yeah. next time. Yeah. We're going to have you back for a couple of more pieces because this yep. is going to be a three-part series. This is series. Just number one. Yeah, I want to thank you for being here today and giving some thank you. insights for fit women, entrepreneurs, yep. or wannabes, wannapreneurs, whatever wannapreneurs. it is to get going. So thank you Absolutely. for being here today. Thank you. I enjoyed it. See you guys next time. All right. And I want you to go back and listen a couple of times. This is so full of ideas and thoughts. And yes, I'm married to her. And so I know a lot more than you'll ever know. But I can tell you that if you want something, you can have it. And if you move forward with confidence or create the confidence, you can have your ultimate life. Open your heart in this time around. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet on the ground.